Oh, this good. feels. Don't you? Doesn't it feel magical? It does. It feels marvelous. I'm, I'm so excited you know what? Let's about just this leave lotion. Just leave it here. You know, yeah, in case we need lotion, everybody just lotion up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get all smooth. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're all lotiony, and we're recording. Cool. Hello. Hi. I'm Chris. Hello. And this is the Something Heavy Cast. Yes. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. As you can see, we have uh, the returning. Uh, Becca, mm-hmm. yeah, part time, part time returning. She's not here short-term. and and She'll be not here. For here. Our, our part one, but that's fine. But it's good. It's good to have her back. She's gonna impart her wisdom, and then she's gonna bounce, <laughs> bamf out like Nightcrawler. <laughs> yep. uh, just a quick aside. My hands feel fantastic. That lotion is, is amazing. It's really great. I honestly, feel, I feel like now I can get all my poop in a group. I've got this handled. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So how's it been? How's it been going? Yeah, how's... Uh, okay, so I actually... I know this is 800 months late, mm-hmm. um, so don't laugh, but I finally watched Mad Max. A couple of weeks ago, but I yeah, just haven't been here. Yeah. I definitely sat there going, man, I really should have watched the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> I feel lost as heck, but uh, I just got online and started like Googling, what is this thing and where are they? And so I kind of got it. A decent realm of what was happening. So this is Fury Road? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, it is such, I don't like to use the term boy movie, but it's a boy movie. I don't usually like to use the terms boy or girl. I'm usually very gender neutral. Um, but in this case, I can pretty well say it's a very much a boy movie. Um, I, I would agree with that 50%. I also, but also, so I read up on it on the feminist point of view. Mm. They actually had, and I'm sure you guys know this, and I'm sure we've probably talked about this on the podcast, but I just didn't understand. But the the editor had his wife edit the film instead of him, so that way it wouldn't just be a normal, like, a dude editing a film. He wanted a woman's perspective, and so a female edited the film. I did not know that. Yeah, and I think that was very interesting. I didn't notice and go, oh, like, this is definitely... But it, it did have a different feel than a lot of action movies. Mm-hmm. Which I appreciated. And there was a, a very large overtone of female stuff in the film, mm-hmm. which I really appreciated. I loved the lack of dialogue. That was cool. They literally don't stop moving. That was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was a really, I, I liked it. I liked it. I mean, it wasn't, I didn't, I didn't get as much as everyone else did. It seemed like everyone was, the best film ever. And I didn't get that out of it, but I thought it was a really great, really great film. And honestly, technically wise, the fact that they used essentially no CGI was the coolest part for me. I I like that. I don't like CGI. I really don't. Mm. I think it's. Kind of a cop-out for a lot of stuff. That was amazing. I wish we could see more of that. I think that if we were to compare or or recommend Fury Road with, say, John Wick, Mm -hmm. um, there were two recent action movies where it was, like, once it starts, it doesn't really stop. You know, there, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that I think that we've discussed before about John Wick is that, um, sort of the holy Keanu, um, <laughs> there's story mm-hmm. and then action, 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 action. Yeah. Story 
action, 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 credits. Yeah. And that's, you know, we don't, we don't get that. We got that, we get that mostly with horror movies these days. And not in the best way. <laughs> because, you know, like if you look at, say, Attack the Block, mm-hmm. there's, a, you know, uh, Joe Cornish who wrote Attack the Block, um, he did a very good job in the first 15 minutes of building the universe. These are your characters. This is who they are. This is what they do. Aliens, we're running for our lives. The rest <laughs> of the movie, it's it's basically aliens versus like you know thug kids in, in England in like in, in uh, British street punks, street oh, uh-huh, thugs, uh-huh. hoodlums, if you will. <laughs> um, and and that's the kind of the correct way to do it. Where it's like you know you build the universe, you you instantly you recognize the characters, you care about them, and then you make them fight for their lives. And Mad Max. As fans of the original trilogy, Mm -hmm. we knew who Max was. We know his story. We watched all that stuff happen. So when we're thrown into this universe as fans of the series, we're just like, okay, we already know. We we know all about him. Let's go. So, and and to me, that was kind of one of the cool things about it is that you got to know Furiosa. Mm -hmm. And her whole backstory and then the green place and all this stuff. And, you know, I I thought, I honestly thought Charlize Theron was the... uh, that's me, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm, no, I'm okay. buzzing, everybody. <laughs> Just make um, sure. You know, F- Furioso was, in my opinion, probably the actual main character of the movie. Yeah. And Max is just kind of there to, um, uh, you know, as a supporting character. I'm sorry. I'm just going to check that down. Okay. And go. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, because I remember when the movie first came out, and, like, there was a little bit of a backlash. People were like... Why? They were like, oh, well... You know, Max is barely in it. That's... Or he doesn't say much. He doesn't do much. No one says much. But yeah. he never has. And they're like, it's about Furiosa. And it's like, well, yeah, but that's the way it's been since the first Mad Max. I mean, Mad Max, the very, very first movie, is the only movie that's about him. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get to The Road Warrior, it's about the... Uh, the caravan. The, the caravan, trying to move the, um, the gasoline... And then, uh, you know, Thunderdome is about, you know, children, the children. Living in a plane. Living in a plane. But for, and then, but he, he founded them. Yeah. He's the man from the long, long ago. Yeah. See, that's how you do an Australian accent. You just go British, but then you go up just at like, the end, like everything's like a question. Like twist, do a quick twist at the end. <laughs> like Hugh Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Wallaby. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly the point. And I, I saw... This one argument from some idiot online who said it was feminist propaganda. And I'm like, okay, first of all, this all needs to stop, because who gives a shit? But, like, how about it's just a really cool action movie? Mm-hmm. It's just a really cool Mad Max movie. Why can't it just be that? Why can't it just be entertainment? Like, John Wick, people were like, oh, this is, you know, it's a glorification of gun violence. Well, sure, there's a lot of guns in it, but there were a lot of guns in, say, Most Savages. Movies? Or Lethal Weapon, or... Anything Arnold Schwarzenegger's ever been in, except for Conan. Like, what? well, and the thing with John Wick is that, like, I mean, he's just shooting the whole time, but every time it's just like, ah, oh, that looks like badness. You know, I mean, it was very like realistic mm-hmm. in the gunplay, and you know, it's just like the way he would move, and then he'd shoot them, and he'd always make sure to get him right in the head. At least once. Well, there were several scenes where John Wick, he's like, he's firing a, a larger, a long gun, like either a shotgun or a rifle, and he kills a couple guys, but he's not sure how many rounds of ammunition he has left, so he immediately drops that, picks up his sidearm, 
kills a couple guys, reholsters that, reloads, and it's just like, okay, that's somebody who has proper training. That's probably what they would do. In my limited experience of, of being um, a trained killer, right. I, I did. Of course. Yeah. I was expelled. <laughs> um, I'm not very good at it. Uh, but, like, I, I just... Where I got turned off by the whole thing was people were attacking it and making things into something that they weren't. Like, guys, it's just a movie. Mm-hmm. Why it, can't it just be a movie? To me, it was definitely... I think what makes people uncomfortable, to just in my experience of watching movies and TV shows and talking to my dear, dear family and, and just different people, mm-hmm. what I find is when you normalize something, like you normalized in this film, you normalized just a woman doing this stuff. It wasn't... In a equal society, it would have just been like, oh, look, it's another person killing people. She's driving. That's that. It wouldn't... But when there's not much of that, it's like if someone's a person of color mm-hmm. and they play a role. If we were an equal society, then we would go, oh, look, it's another person playing a different role. But because we're not used to that just flat-out equality, we suddenly think like, oh, this is a female film. Oh, this is a Indian film. This is a black person film. Like, it's not... It's not just a film. Mm-hmm. If it's not a white male doing it, it's it's like somehow we've gotten to the point where we don't like go, oh, this is just a movie. This is just mm-hmm. a character in a movie. It turns into a feminist movie, a black movie, a Indian, an Indian movie. And it's like, I've been watching some of Aziz Ansari's new show and it kind of has me worked up about this. But to me, it's like, it, it's not just... It pisses people off because it's not just their normal mm-hmm. people that they expect to be in these movies. You know? Does that make sense? Does that... It, no, I yeah, don't you're, want to sound preachy, but... No, 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 but you're making a valid point, and I, and I, I, I think that you're absolutely correct, because I remember back in 96, I believe, uh, Gina Davis was kind of trying to do the female action hero thing, and she made Cutthroat Island, which is not a good movie. I mean, it has nothing to do with her. It's just because it was a shitty movie. Okay, but then she put out the Long Kiss Goodnight, and that was written, and I believe it was written at least by Shane Black, who did Lethal Weapon. Mm -hmm. He did Iron Man Three. Like he's the Long uh, um, Kiss, Kiss Bang Bang, which Mm -hmm. is one of still one of the like in the last fifteen years one of the best movies. Yeah. Um, But not only was a female character the lead character, and she starts off the film as the bad guy, like you know her backstory is she's a villain. She's the hero. She has a kid, and her sidekick in the movie is a is a guy, and he's a black guy. And all the main villains were 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 rich white males. You were to put that movie out today, it would immediately it's this is just a feminist, you know, all white men are bad, they should all deserve to die. I'm like, okay, how about this? How about it's just an awesome movie with a cool with a cool person, man, woman, whatever, running around killing people, killing the bad guys. If it were it, back in those days, it needed to be, you know, it could have been Van Damme or it could have been, you know, Sylvester Stallone or whoever. But, and I personally, because it was a woman, that's why the movie didn't do that well at the box office. It's an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. And I'm sorry, but there are scenes where she's, you know, she's getting punched in the face by guys and she's getting tortured and all kinds of stuff. And she goes back and she kills everybody. It's great. <laughs> it's just, just like, in, instead of looking at it as a propaganda piece for either side, just go in and enjoy the movie. Yeah, that's kind of my whole point. 
Well, today I was actually having a conversation with my roommates about political correctness. How everything right now is just so politically correct. But on the other side of that, there because things are politically correct, the ultra ultra conservative is going, "Oh, this is just a politically correct rant on stuff that just they're just trying to make a piece of art." They might not be trying to be anything super politically correct. They're genuinely just trying to make this work. And I think it's just, it's kind of both sides. There's the ultra politically correct going, this is just another white male supremacist, blah, blah, blah. But there's also the other side that's going, oh, this is just a feminist rant and look at these angry women. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's coming from both sides. And I think, I, I mean, I know... I, I mean, I totally do it myself. Like, I find myself saying, like, oh, this is just another, you know, white male, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I, ca- I catch myself and I go, okay, is this really? Because there's sometimes it really is. Yes, sure. And there's some things that are being blatantly, overly politically correct. Like, calm down. Yeah. So there is that. But there's also just, maybe they just wanted to make a good movie. I love when casting calls for student films, I've noticed, are like, and that's why I kind of enjoy, like, seeing what students put out because... We're getting to the point now where they're really trying to be, like, color and gender blind. Just, like, let's just cast this character. Mm-hmm. We don't care if it's a male or a female. Let's just cast the character. See what happens. Which is, I, I appreciate that. Like, let's just try and make a movie. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be this pro- specific character. It can just be whoever. Without yeah. it being, like, oh, you're just trying to I'm, be political. I'm seeing that a lot on TV. They're trying. Days. TV, I think, is trying a lot harder than movies. Oh, totally. You know, because, like, and... and Again, to equate it, to bring it back down to my level, Supergirl yeah. is amazing. She's... You know nothing. That's fine. I got it covered. <laughs> She's... It's a pretty cool show. Yeah. I mean, the actress, Melissa Benoist, who was in Whiplash, which I finally watched. Sure did. Was she in Whiplash? Good job. She was. She was the, she was the, uh, the, the, the female int- the love girl. interest. The girl. Really? But her, but her part, you know, to be fair, that movie wasn't... It was, mm. it was absolutely... J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller. Yeah, the, that, she was in that movie for ten minutes max. I don't even know if it was ten minutes. But she made an impression because I right. I instantly knew who she was. I was like, really? oh, I was like, yeah, Supergirl. Um, oh, that's but 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 it, it's an amazing show. But if you look at like Scandal, How to Get Away with Murder, um, The Killing, uh, which was a uh, which was on AMC and that was on Netflix, or at least the final season was. Their TV is making it absolutely 100% acceptable to have the main character be a woman. Mm-hmm. And it's just... And a woman of color. Yeah. And, and and now they're even... I love it when a movie or a show, like, even go back to, like, Air Force One, where with Harrison Ford, you know, and he's, you know, dieharding on a plane. <laughs> the vice president is Glenn Close. Mm-hmm. And there's never, like, oh, there was a huge controversy when he chose her as a running mate. Blah, blah, blah. No, so she's the vice president. Yeah. It's all there is to it. Okay, just, why can't we just have that? Where it's just, like, you know, um, the main character is a black guy. The main character is an Asian woman. The main character is an Indian woman. You know what I mean? It's like, why can't just... Whoever is best for it, go for it. Mm-hmm. If, if the role is written for a guy, and you find out, you know what? I think, you know, Amy Schumer would be ten times better. Can you think we would be right for a woman? Absolutely. Then just do it. Mm-hmm. I will say this. The political correctness, all this stuff, it's getting so far out of hand. Oh, 100%. And, and we're, we're at this weird tipping point where I think 
you're going to see a major pushback the other way where it's going to be okay to make fun of a black guy and the stereotype or it's going to be funny it's going to be okay to make fun of hispanic people and it's just it's just a joke there's no agenda behind it nobody's getting murdered just it's just a joke it's okay you know i think it's a personally speaking i like from what i've seen i i think that it's not going to go so much as far with race mm-hmm. i think it's going to go with gender i think yeah I think because it's right. just because both sides are so acidic mm-hmm. you know um and i don't think it's the norm on either side like and you know maybe it's just my own like my own personal bubble or whatever but like i don't know like n- pretty much nobody that i i'm friends with have are like you know anti-feminist or um have these really shitty attitudes toward women mm-hmm. i know they're i mean I'm, they're out there those people are out there but i think that you know they're the they're they're the vocal minority mm. and i think that's the way that's the way it is on the other side too that it's getting a little out of hand on the feminist side, but it's again a vocal minority. Right. That shit that's coming out, it's like it's so crazy. Mm-hmm. Like what they're saying and what they're doing. I don't know if you saw that video uh, at um, what was it? I think it was at Harvard or Yale, maybe. Um, where they had the the whole thing over over Halloween about the uh, the costumes. Did you see any I, of that No, stuff? I, I know there was a, some kind of controversy that was in there every Halloween. Yeah, well, so I guess what happened was is that they had, um, I don't know, one of the administrators put out a thing basically being like, be careful about your Halloween costumes this year. You don't want to offend anybody. And then another, uh, like one of the um, uh, uh, teachers or something, they put out an email basically being like, you know, why don't we just let the kids figure it out mm-hmm. like this is a place where you're supposed to like college where you're supposed to be doing that and i think yeah. that we can trust you know these students to figure out what's right and wrong we don't need to tell them well they're supposed to be adults yeah and then so this this person's husband um who was in like so he's in some administrative position there he pretty much went like yeah i, I agree with that i i think that the the students should be given that sort of autonomy to figure shit out for themselves. Yeah. He was basically accosted in, like, you know, the main square or whatever. And it was all these, like, um, it was a big feminist group from what I saw. I could be wrong, but I saw the video of it. And it was basically, like, he just stood there while people yelled and screamed at him for, like, an hour. Basically saying, like, you, you should be fired because you didn't like put you know support this idea of making you know possibly offensive halloween costumes like a big deal mm-hmm. or whatever like he there's video of people screaming in his face basically being like this should be a safe space you're making it not safe space because you didn't support this idea you should be fired why do you even have your job well, stuff you just get screamed at, and he handled it probably the best way he could, which was just he really did nothing, he just kind of stood there, like. But, like, okay, my immediate response to that would be okay, do you understand that the world does not have to cater to your whims? 
And guess what? It's not going to. Yeah, well, I don't think those people do understand. Just no, like, I, I'll say this, and, you know, I, and I will explain my stance, but, like, okay, <clears throat> a white supremacist, his ideas are barbaric and archaic mm-hmm. and completely ass-backwards with any kind of modern society, okay? He's allowed to think that. Mm-hmm. He's allowed to have his white supremacist views, just as... As long as he doesn't act on them. Well, he can he can have a rally. He can get with his friends and stuff like that. As long as he doesn't act out um, violently. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, harming something. Yeah, as you know, as long you know, go go forth, dude. Spew your ideas. If you want to get people together and hold rallies and listen to white power music, go for it. That's your <laughs> choice. Just as any black supremacist, it is absolutely 100 percent his right to you know insulate himself with other black supremacists and and espouse his ideas and do all that stuff. Now, some college kid somewhere, and I want to use a guy because I nine nine times out of ten, he's a social justice warrior looking for bounty points, and it's like it's like the only reason he's doing this is so he can get laid. I'm sorry, that's just the truth of it. He's going to be like, no, your ideas are wrong, and you need to change them. No, he doesn't. If you don't like it, don't associate with it. Do it. Fix. You can't change the world. You can't make people change their views. If somebody hates black people for whatever reason, okay, see it. I don't want to deal with you anyway. I don't want to try and fix your brain. That's your issue. You deal with it. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I'm going to go watch Luther for the 19th time because I love staring at Idris Elba. <laughs> I do. He's mm-hmm. beautiful. He is. And he's, he's, I'm sorry, but he's probably the best actor in the world today. Mm-hmm. Maybe him and um, uh, Abercrombie Bandersnatch, whatever mm-hmm. his name is. But you can't, you can't force the world or people to make you feel better and make you feel safe. If you don't like it, your brain is literally going to shut down if you can't handle it. You, you just you have you, to have thicker skin. If you went on the internet right now, mm-hmm. and I know it's my age that's doing this. If you went on the internet right now and you wanted to critique every single thing that happens, you would explode. Yeah. There is so much anti-women anti-men, anti-Asian, anti-black, anti-white. And you could go on for 800 years. You could go on for forever critiquing every single thing that someone says. There was a woman at Mizzou University who, I'm sure you heard about, or Mizzou, Missouri and the university. Um, I'm sure you guys heard about all mm-hmm. that's going on. Um, she said... A reporter was getting in her face, and she said, we could really use some muscle here to deal with this guy. And she... I I still don't understand. She resigned for using the phrase, we could use some muscle here. Well, did you see the the video? No, I'm confused. Let's let's hear it, because I haven't seen the video. So let me... Okay, so... I don't know the full background, but it was okay. something. It was some kind of organization at the university where what they wanted to do was create this. They had this little event where there was a certain area where they all like stood in a circle or something, okay. um, and they were like, "This is the safe space for okay. right now." And then they put up these little signs like "No media" or anything like that. Uh-huh. So it was a student journalist, and he was just sort of standing in the middle of the circle. They had this like weird like. A couple of tents or something mm-hmm. where they were yeah. hanging out, mm-hmm. and he was just sort of standing there, and he had it was like in the, in the commons. Yeah, it was just it was right in the commons. Yeah, um, 
So he was standing there and he was kind of filming. He was doing journalism, as far as I understand, journalist. And uh, she came up to him and she was like, "You can't be here." And he was like, "Yeah, it's the Commons. I can absolutely be here. What are you talking about?" And she was like, "No, you have to go. You have to go." And he's filming the whole thing. I've seen the video. Um, and he was like, "I'm not going anywhere. I'm allowed to be here." And she grabbed at his camera and he kind of he's like, "Don't do that." He's like, I'm allowed to be here. And she was like, you have to go, you have to go. And then she turned around and she was like, she said, um, yeah, she, she yelled to everybody. She was like, I need some, uh, can someone provide some muscle to get him out of here? And that's as far as I saw. But, so I'm confused. Did she resign over what she did or the fact that she used that term? Because I don't understand how the term was offensive. I just, I understand. It wasn't so much the term. It was just she, really more I think of the. She thought that maybe she was advocating the use of violence, mm-hmm. and I'm okay. like, "Look, lady, I'll, 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 and it's a joke statement, but it's partially true. Violence isn't the only way to solve an argument, but it is the only way to win one. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, okay. I, 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 I'm sorry, but World War II kind of worked out for us. We're not living in Nazi-occupied yeah, America, but it's just you know the thing is, and and let me just put this out there real quick, and it, I don't, it's not going to change anything for the internet, but she did not assault him. It's called battery, but she didn't even batter him. Um, she didn't even threaten him. There was no threat of no. bodily harm. All she said yeah, was that would be assault. Muscle to get him out of here. I, I guess I don't know. I, now she could be. They, they could say that she incited a physical assault, which would then make her an accessory. But no one hurt hit, hurt him, correct? As far as I understand, no. Now this whole thing was sparked off in Missouri because there were a series of incidents that were being perceived as racially targeted towards black people. Yeah, it, it sounds like it wasn't just. Possibly, it sounds like it was. There was just a climate of it. There was there was a climate of racial tension on the campus, and that um, the students, led by that student journalist, Mm -hmm. and you know the 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 who I understand is Asian. uh, Yeah, so like he's he's Asian, but he the racial tension wasn't just limited to black versus white. It was Mm -hmm. it was like basically a few a a small but very vocal minority of, of white students who weren't necessarily in meshing with their with their ethnic classmates. Well, that's the thing is I think that that was part of it and I think that was part of why he was there was because he um and this is some other stuff that I kind of read about it. So this this lady she she runs this organization at the school where they're basically they're trying to demand certain things from uh the school. Okay. Oh uh, god, what were they? I forget what they were called. Well, the first but the first thing was that they were basically like they want they wanted the uh, um, like the headmaster or whoever like whoever right. was it to like write an apology letter to all the students. Plus, I thought they wanted I don't even they wanted him to resign slash him get fired. Which, I which, that was which happened right, right on Thursday. He resigned. He Tuesday. resigned, and I'm sorry, but he didn't resign to make things better. He resigned like your fucking problem. I'm out of here. Yeah, I'm out because I can't. Do He's this like, I'm not gonna deal with because this. Because part of their demands were is that they wanted him. They wanted him to to write this letter apologizing for not creating whatever environment they wanted, and then they wanted him to hold an assembly where he would read his letter mm-hmm. and then resign. And then they wanted the school to make sure that there was an increase of um, black employees at the school by 10% by the next year and all this stuff. And I was actually watching this thing where a a guy was kind of looking at it and he was, um, gosh, I wish I could remember what video it was, uh, where he was like, well, he's like, at this school, there is like, he's like, basically there's like this, this very small percentage of uh, uh, black students. And what they're asking is that they they want 
them to be like the the administration to go up i think it was like 400 percent over like representation for the the black students whereas like with the the asian students there's quite a bit more and there's a lot less asian teachers or employees or employees and so they wanted this like so he was what they were talking about was that this um this organization is talking about they want this equality, they want people to be represented and all this this sort of thing, but they were focusing only on the black students mm-hmm. um, and no one else. But it, And that's because the black students were the most vocal about it, and then it, it, it did not get national attention until two things happened. Mm-hmm. One of the students went on a hunger strike, and he went on a nine-day hunger strike until the president resigned, which he, which he did, which was in no small way affected by the student's hunger strike. But then also, the football team came out as a group and said, as long as he is president of the university, we will not play. And and the white players, all three of them, or something like that, very small number, you know, they were, they locked arms with their, with their, you know, um, fellow players, and they're like, yeah, we're not, we're with these guys, we're not going to play. Now look, you guys have every right to believe what you want and to make your demands, mm-hmm. Okay. But you have to, and this is something that college kids just don't learn, and, and this current crop of kids that are pulling this bullshit, they've never learned this, and they're going to learn it in a really hard way when they get out into the workforce. You can't demand something, and then when you don't get it, raise holy hell. That's not how the world works, because eventually, somebody, some boss will be like, okay, you're fired. Mm-hmm. And I will see you in court, Okay. They're not going to care. There's this weird sense of entitlement. And, and, you know, I don't remember exactly how old you are, but I know that you're not no, part of this current I batch. Am. No, I am part of it. I'm 100%. And that's why it's such an interesting time for me because I am of the exact same age that, well, I am at the tail, not the tail, I'm at the very beginning of it. So some people my age are starting to do this, but it's mainly a couple years younger than me. And see, and my, my question would be, why do you, and I would ask this honestly of anybody, why do you think you're entitled to have the world cater to your whims? I can tell you exactly why. Okay. Because, just because of of growing up in the, the group where this is all coming, stemming from. Mm-hmm. Their parents gave them whatever they wanted. And I'm, I'm not, this is not a joke. They got whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted. Their parents catered to their every single whim. You have parents who are telling their teachers... You're wrong. Mm-hmm. You're you're telling me my kids' grades aren't good. Oh, that's a problem. My parents, n- they literally were just like, "You deal with it. If there's a problem, you deal with it. It's probably your fault anyway." <laughs> the other side of that, my many of my friends, their moms would just come to bat for them for anything. Like a little, just a little tiff was moms are getting into it and they're fighting and so. We never actually had to deal with anything for ourselves. Mm. I did, because that's how my parents raised me. Mm. But the people around me, oh, oh, honey, you got a D. I'm so proud of you. That's great. You didn't fail. That's awesome. And see, and like, that's so bizarre to me, because I remember in eighth grade, I went home with a report card of all D's and F's. You would have thought I shot the president. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. my mom was like, she went on a four-day rant about how I'm lazy and I'm irresponsible and I don't care about anything. I just want to play my <gasps> fucking video game. But that's so mean. But oh. she was right. Exactly. And my, my, my next report card came out, I had all B's and C's. Mm-hmm. 
In fact, I turned an F into a B. In like but, in like less than six months. And I was like, yeah, look what I can do. I'm gonna go play Mario Brothers. But right. so like when I see this stuff for kids, and like I, there's something about our generation too that we have an issue with where we're very we expect rewards for everything. And that honestly, yeah. I do I read this study a long time ago. There's an article about video games and how like, yes, video games have they've absolutely increased hand eye coordination. Um we have we have quick firing decision making abilities because in video games especially in like combat oriented video games you have to think fast and you have to think laterally mm-hmm. you have to oh, constantly if I do this this is you know you have to do that you have to have progressive thought but when we accomplish something in a video game you're rewarded your level goes up you can buy the different gun you can have this power up you're able to buy the new fancy race car your, your athlete can jump higher and run faster like all that shit so when we get out into the workforce and we're like look I did this we're like okay Go do it 55 more times today. Yeah, but... Well, but I think that, you know, we, you and I, I think we were in the last generation that was raised by parents that that was actually true. Where it, in, in their time, you did something well, you were rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. And so they taught us that that's the way things should be. But it changed. But life changed you know, as as we kind of grew older, and the world's going to continue to change, and it, and it will. You know, I mean, it's like our our parents were the ones that you know came from Vietnam. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, um, I, both our dads started in Vietnam. Yeah, uh, were around during those, um, you know, during like the '60s and all the, um, you know, all the the radical know, protests, and radical yeah changes, things like that, and so we were all taught. Our generation was taught that, like, yeah, you. You do something well, you get rewarded. You, um, you know, you you want to make change. You raise your voice and you make change, and um, and it's all possible. Mm-hmm. But our generation, but well, we we didn't really have anything like we didn't during our coming up. There was nothing really to. We've never had a war. Yeah, I mean, we had we had you know Desert Storm. You know, but you know what? That, that wasn't was like, even really a thing because like, yeah. we were too little for it. In 1991, I was yeah. I was 10 yeah. when when you know, when we, we invaded Iraq. Yeah, we never had. By the time that by the time t- we got to a, 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 an age of of understanding, like that stuff was already over. Right before we could, and, and it's funny to me that you see people who like the whole Occupy Wall Street movement. It's like guys, I honestly understand what you were trying to do, mm-hmm. and I honestly get. Your your th- I see where you were going with it. You're doing it the absolute wrong way. Squatting in a park in Zuccotti Park in New York, as, as an example, and refusing to leave, you're not you're not getting your message across. You came off as petulant brats. It's just like, uh, give me the thing I want now. Mm-hmm. No. It's basically your parents didn't tell you no enough. Right. And I see that in a lot of kids, like in. A, most kids. most kids and I, and like I'm sorry I tell my kids no all the time. We go to the store and they're like, "Dad, can I have this?" No. Do you have money? Mm-hmm. No. Then no. You can't have it. <gasps> but now you're a mean parent. I don't that's care. The, no, but that's my point is everyone's saying, mm-hmm. "Oh, you're such a shitty mean parent because you didn't give your kids exactly what you wanted." And you realize that's absurd. No, you're a good parent you're for saying no. You're not supposed to get everything you want. No. That's not how life works. No, and that's and why no one that's why relationships are failing. Literally constantly now. Mm-hmm. Because we expect every single thing to come easily. 
and well, to have no struggle and because mom and dad gave it to me from day one. Because you're, because I th- it seems to me that the idea is is that you're allowed to expect everything from everyone Absolutely. else. Absolutely. But no one is allowed to expect anything from you. <laughs> yes, right. there's that too. And I also see when, when people fail, they don't understand that they failed. They're like, Wait, what, what do you mean I didn't get the job? Oh, you, you didn't get it. Someone else is better qualified. How? My, m- no, my, my parents assured me this. I'm going to fuck what your parents said. You didn't get it. Fuck off. I mean, I've heard stories of like hiring managers and things getting calls from parents. Yeah. Yeah. What? Like that's, I don't know. But that's I, you know, the what, you know what really, part of really it, kind of freaks me out now is like in, in other podcasts and other commentators have talked about this is this whole thing where every kid who plays a sport gets a, a, a gets a trophy. Right. Right. I don't agree with that. When I was I a kid, I played youth, I played kiddie league basketball. Okay. And my older brother, Joey, is, and always has been, and always will be 10 times the athlete I I could ever (laughs) hope to be. When it came to basketball, football, he was the man. Like, you put a jersey on him, and he's going to do something amazing. Right. Like, I'm better at one thing when it comes to sports. I'm better at martial arts. Like, if it came to jujitsu, I could submit him in in under 30 seconds. No no questions asked. I could do it. (laughs) I just don't, because I don't want to embarrass you in front of kids. (laughs) But... When we played basketball, we always played on the same team for, like, the first few years. And he was always he was always the star player. He was the, the MVP every year. Well, one year, he got, like, three certificates because he was the MVP. He was, like, he scored the most points. He was, like, you know, he was the best player on the team. I got a certificate because I fouled out the most. Because, like, we were the gophers. And, and, and my dad was the coach, and he gave me the certificate for the fighting gopher. Because I was the one, like, and it was because, like, if my brother ever got, like, fouled, I'd walk up and I'd push somebody. I punched a kid in the back of the head. I'm like, don't touch my fucking brother. And it's like, no, you're out. Go sit down. Like, like five games straight, I fouled out. And so my dad was like, okay, he gets that. But it's like, you can't do that, though. That's not how it works. If somebody does something you don't like, yeah. it's not going to work. But the next year, he, my brother, again, he got trophies, got all this stuff. I didn't get shit. Right. And that's just like, okay, that's just the way that is. Mm-hmm. So when my daughter was playing soccer... You know, every week one of the kids gets a medal for oh you scored the most points or you you did the most saves once a week every every game one of the kids gets something not every kid but one of the kids gets something it's like the goalie made three saves absolutely give that kid okay. you know whatever my daughter she got a, a medal for scoring a goal and like she scored the goal I was instant tears because I was like I'm so proud of her oh she's the greatest athlete that's ever lived but the next week she got nothing and all the weeks before that she got nothing. And it's like, that's, yes, that I understand. But at the end of the year, every kid gets a participation medal. That I don't agree with. Because there are some kids who didn't do shit. I'm like, why the fuck does that kid get a, get a lollipop and a, actually, it was a popsicle and a medal. Yeah, I'm a popsicle. Especially give me the popsicle, because it's hot and I'm, I'm overweight. But that kid does not deserve a medal. He didn't do anything. Just like at my, at my current job, there are people who are like, you know, God, this place would fall apart without me. No, it wouldn't. This place would continue on. You are not as... We, nobody is as important as in here. We're important to our children because we provide them with lights and heat and food. And, like, as far as they're concerned, we are, you know, the end-all, be-all of human existence. You're important to your parents because they made you. Right. You know, they rubbed their genitals together and created you. Gonna That's literally what happened. That. That's the science behind it. And, and you're important, yes. But in your mind... You are important for all these reasons that are completely not accurate. 
Mm-hmm. And this is weird delusion we tell ourselves to keep going every day. But this current crop of kids that are causing all these problems, it's so far out of whack. Mm-hmm. Like, they think they're literally the most important generation that's ever lived. Well, the kids that fought in World War II and, you know, that held the protests in the 60s that actually brought about decent, you know, humanitarian social change, they're pretty important, too. Well, I think there's going to be... We're not going to know what this... What all this was for probably another 20 years. We're not going to see the effects Mm -hmm. of all this for about another 20 years. Because very quickly, before we know it, they're going to start being the bosses. And I say they even meaning people my age. They're going to start being bosses. They're going to be the ones making decisions. They're going to be senators and representatives and presidents and... Just, that's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> what is that going is, to look like? But that's the thing, is I just, I don't think that that's really going to be the case. I think there are because opinions. Because it's not, because it's not everyone coming out of this generation. I mean, you're no. not like, you're not like that. No, but because my you, parents mm, raised me like that. No. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, but we're, I'm talking about like these people that we're seeing on, you know, on these videos and, and, and this kind of stuff. I don't think they're going to get that far. They're in for a very rude awakening. Very rude awakening. I'll give you that. But then, but for every five kids that are acting like that online, and that's that's one of the problems with social media is that it gave literally every single person a voice. But the people who are the kind, normal people aren't screaming and yelling. Exactly. It's, I mean, it's the Starbucks coffee freaking cup effect. I find that There's so funny. one man and maybe... 20,000 other people in the entire planet who give a rat's ass. But how much attention has it gotten in the media because 20,000 people made a big stink about it. But 2 million people are saying, how dumb are they? That's not, like, Starbucks cups, but what about this and what about that? And, like, I get it. I actually thought it was really cool. I'm like, that's just a solid red cup. That's dope. Yeah, yeah well, of course. Well, and there's one of these Dunkin' Donuts came out and they're like, our cups have, no, our cups have, Snowflakes all over them. You guys should come check them out. <laughs> like, way to go to Dunkin Donuts. Yeah, Dunkin Donuts. Awesome. I love Dunkin Donuts. <laughs> the thing is, though, is that I've, I've actually I'm, I'm very familiar with Josh Frierstein. Uh huh. Um, because he's he is one of the biggest trolls. Pun- well, he's one of the biggest punching bags for the like, especially the YouTube atheist community, <laughs> because he puts out these these videos constantly and. and a lot of like the YouTube atheists, they like to do like rebuttals to his videos, and they're so easy to do. It's but he it's only has like ten thousand for... followers. Yeah, but he probably gets a hell of a lot of views. He's he's he is very like I don't think that he's really got a problem with Starbucks cups. He's very good at drumming up controversy. Oh, and so that's totally... for his own for attention for himself and to bring traffic to his channel. Yeah. Okay. Of course, because guess what? Immediately I did. I went and checked out his channel. And, and, and did, did you watch any of his videos? Because it's a banana sandwich. Like, everything he puts out. I actually like, watched one video that actually about? that made some sense. Yeah. I was actually <laughs> super disappointed. Because, like, the one video I listened to, it was like, oh, oh, damn it. This, fuck, this is good. This I just, good. what bugged me is that, like, I saw it on Fox News and Megyn Kelly, who's either, either, either... She's an amazing actress. Like, in my opinion, I, I honestly can't believe she believes any of this shit that she's actually saying. She's like, guys, I know this is all bullshit. I have to say this. It's my job. I honestly, either that 
or she's literally fucking retarded. Like, she's the dumbest human being on Earth. Yeah, but she... Go on. Because it... And then she's like, you know, it's part of the war on Christmas. We're not even allowed to say Merry Christmas anymore. Yeah, you are. Look, you can say, like... Are you... Guys, it's a paper cup that holds a hot liquid in it. Who cares? Is this really going to affect you at the end of the day? Like, is this going to change the way you and your family, you know, celebrate Christmas and the birth of Santa and all that shit? No, of course not. Do your own thing. Like, who cares? It's a cup. Get over it. You know what? Okay. <laughs> Guys, there's so many other things that are happening in the world right now that are absolutely terrifying. And if you stop and think about it for more than 20 minutes, you're going to want to blow your brains out or yeah. move to, the, to a bunker in the Black Hills of South Dakota. Because it's literally the only way you're going to survive. Yeah. You have to pick your battles. This isn't one to pick. Did, did this is going to sound silly, but follow me here. Did you guys watch Pitch Perfect two? I did. Okay, yeah. I saw it in the theater. It's a good. It's. And I was disappointed, but I oh, loved right. the first one so much Hi, that Anna I was, <laughs> that I was like sad and Robert. <laughs> by the second one because the first one was so good. You're okay, amazing. so I'm gonna just ignore him. I'm um, not listening. I <laughs> so the first this. The beginning of the second movie, I think, actually just encompassed every single thing that we're dealing with in the world today. When she falls down the thing and and her ass shows. I don't think it was her ass. I think it was... I think it, was it was all, all of it. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, the total right. crotchular region. So, immediately, what people, all the news stations are picking up, was this a terrorist attack? Was this, was this some sort of horrible, awful thing that they're doing to the president? And... It was an ac- it was an accident that happened, and I know that sounds silly, but that's how everything is happening right now. Mm-hmm. Every single thing that is getting talked about on the news is one you know one person decided they didn't really want a Christmas tree on their porch. <gasps> they hate Christians and wish they were all dead. Or oh, this person has a Christmas tree on there. <gasps> they hate atheists and just are just pushing their views on us. Like, why can't we just... They have a Christmas tree or they don't. Uh, Who gives a shit? I know. Uh, How about this? There's controversy because certain schools want to put angels on top of their Christmas trees if they have a Christmas tree in the classroom. So the the school just decreed no Christmas trees whatsoever. And if you're not, we're no longer having Christmas festivals. It's It's a winter festival. And my daughter's school, they can't... They're not having a holiday festival. They can't even call it holidays. They're calling it a winter festival. <laughs> because, okay, so if there's Jewish kids, okay, you need to respect Hanukkah, okay? You need to respect Christmas for the uh-huh. Christian kids and, and, you know, the non-denominational kids who celebrate Christmas. You, if there's any Muslim students in your school, you have to respect Ramadan. It's like, you guys, hold on. You, you're, okay, stop, stop. Just, what do you celebrate? Christmas? Okay, cool. You want to put up a Christmas tree? Go for it. What do you celebrate? Hanukkah. Okay, put the menorah up. What about you? I have a silent and dignified Ramadan. What does that mean? We pray and shit. Alright, do you have your rug? Yeah, go for it. Like, just every... Okay, we're all one big group. That's it. Enough. End of story. Everybody can celebrate whatever the fuck they want. Like, it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> the, the fact that people look at it and they're like, this is an attack on Christmas. How? Are we... Did we launch missiles at the North Pole? Is Santa running for his <laughs> life? Is he on the FBI's 10 most wanted list? No, he's not. And look, I'm 50% sure that Santa doesn't exist. (laughs) Okay? I've seen some weird shit, though. Like, NORAD tracks him every year. Were they just making all that up? Like, the government would just make that up? I don't know. Come on. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you know, to be honest with you, I don't, I don't have a problem with that in schools. Um, with them being like, yeah, we're going to party, but we're not going to, like, make it denominational. We're just having it. We're, you no, know, I, I we're gonna have some. We're gonna have some cider and some hot chocolate, and we're gonna eat some candy and cake and stuff. And it's we're not a party until someone breaks out the nog. Yeah. Seriously. If there's no eggnog with a little bit of cinnamon in it, yeah. this is some bullshit. Some nog, whatever. That's fine. But the thing is, is nobody's going into anybody's like home eggnog. and taking away. It's my favorite. However, I don't they hate wanna... it. It's just not my favorite. Someone else come. Just throw it on your back and call it a day. Gross. <laughs> fucking disgusting. Because I'm not getting annoyed with you that you're trying to like push my. I'm, I am not. Why tell you... me? Like I hadn't like gotten upset yet, and then you did that. And I. Are, what if I you're upset about that? No, I'm not. Okay, upset. you cannot possibly think that I'm actively looking to push your buttons. I haven't seen you in like two months. What's your issue? Do you think he's actively trying to? Maybe just a little bit. No, yeah, not. you do. You do. Oh my god, you guys are the worst. No, you no, definitely I'm not. actively try to. Put anyway, buttons. it's fine. I don't mind. But other than eggnog, I get what you're saying. I guess it's just, but it's like just the constant sense of I don't want to offend someone. Like you're gonna offend someone no matter what you do. Them having a Christmas party offends someone. Them having a not Christmas party offends someone. It's like. There's literally no way to make everyone happy. That's why I kind of have to agree with you. Like, let's just make it, like, a cool... Let's just do every religion or no religion. Like, if you don't celebrate anything, that's chill, too. Or how let's about- all just, like, celebrate diversity and that we all have different ideas, whether you're atheist or Christian or Sikh or Hindu or whatever. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it's, like, it's, it's really more of... I think it's... I think it falls more into laziness than anything. Instead of being like, yeah, put everybody... Put all your shit on the walls... It's more just but nobody's put shit on the wall. Should be You're just better. Like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. But that would be so much better. Would it? Yes, it would. Because that would finally get to the point where people would go, "Oh yeah, it's not just my opinion." That's you know, why I'm people. About, I would love to talk to a Muslim dude about Ramadan. I'm like, walk me through it. Like, what? What do you guys? I know nothing about Ramadan. Like, walk me through it. Because then if he'd be like, and like Christmas, I'm like, yeah, I know it's bananas. There's a big fat guy. And he makes all sorts. I know it's bullshit. But like. I would love to hear about Ramadan. Like, I know very little about Hanukkah. I would love to sit down with a Jewish guy and be like, walk me through Hanukkah. Eight days that's of the, presence, that's the shit. But here's, here's the thing, and, and this, is my, this is my issue with it, is like, what's stopping you from doing that? It's certainly not, you know, a party being called a winter party versus a Christmas party. Um, I think when it comes to, like, in terms of the schools, people are terrified of offending anybody because if you offend one mom you're going to lose your job. Mm-hmm. like you're, And that's your livelihood. Now you can't provide for your kids. But you know what? It should The fact that it gets to that point, like I wish that like in my kid's school, if, if my daughter's teacher was like, hey, we're, having, we're absolutely having a holiday party, and I got a couple of Jewish students. I have an Asian student. I have a Hindu student. We're all doing, we're including all things. One of the kids in that class, their mom is going to get pissed off, and they're going to take that teacher to the school board. And I would love to see APS and then be like, yeah, she did it. And what? I, you know, the thing is, is that I think that it's a lot harder to get rid of, like, teachers and stuff like that than people think it is. No, no, no it's I not. Just, yes, it is. Because it, from what I've seen, my experience with it is the APS teacher has to, they have to go as far as shooting a student before they get fired. Either that or they have to get caught giving that kid a, a mouth Well, hug. yeah, mouth but, hugs or shooting them. That's the only way you can get rid of an APS Yeah, like, teacher. if you punch a kid or you, you, you know, taste the wrinkles, you're getting fired. If you don't, 
other than that, like, yeah, like, and that's that's part of the edu- the problem in the educational system, too, is that, like, you have a lot of teachers, and I don't even want to get into this common core bullshit, because yeah. I've gone round and round with people about this, like, the way they're teaching kids, like, if you teach a kid, and I saw this on, on, on Facebook, so I can't actually attest with veracity, but one kid answered a question, you know, it said, solve the problem, show your work, and it was, that, yeah. yeah, five times three. And the kid put 15, and then the next question was, how did you figure that out? And the kid put down, I think it was three, five times. Yeah, three, three plus three, three plus three. Three plus three, and, and she got to 15. And the teacher marked that as wrong. It needed to be five plus five plus five. Like, well, no, it doesn't. She still got the right answer. She just didn't do it the way that you guys think Wanted she it. should, that you guys want her to. It's that common course of all kids mm-hmm. have to know the same stuff. No, they don't. Yeah. That's not, guys, that's why we're behind in everything when it, mm-hmm. academically across the world. We are, we're nowhere near, we're not even in the top 20 mm-hmm. of any country on earth. Yeah, and, and that's why it's, that's that's why I think it's ridiculous um, on, on all those sides of that of we're worried about Starbucks cups and uh, winter festivals and whether someone says happy holidays or Merry Christmas, uh, Merry Christmas or whatever, like... That's it's silly, and and I I guess I'm just coming at it from. In the same, the same instance of me being an atheist, I look at everything because I, I used to. You remember I used to be one of those like hardline atheists where I'd like get in an argument with me. Come on, let's do it. You were militant. I was militant, but I'm at a point now where I'm like I don't give a fuck what you believe in. Just don't try and legislate it onto me or anybody else. I look at it this way. Like, once you get it to a point where it's where you're telling someone else, like, you have to do this or you have to think this way or believe this way, that's where I have a problem. Mm-hmm. And then that's, that does, that's going outside of religion, that's going with the anti-feminists, the feminists. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't give a fuck what you believe. Don't, don't try and make laws. Don't try and tell people what to do. That's really what it was down to. I completely agree. But real quick, before we... Um, any changes? Happy holidays, Chris. Hey, thanks. Merry Christmas, Becca. <laughs> Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Oh, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's happy, coming up pretty soon. Happy Thanksgiving, yeah. and then this little day, happy Halloween. Yeah, everybody. Indeed. I've eaten that so happened. much taffy in the last week. Yeah, it's Yikes. bonkers. And there's still candy at work. Well, someone's uh... gonna have a few extra cavities. <laughs> My hands raised. <laughs> I am so glad I didn't have candy uh that's where not having children and all that oh no it is see how easy that was was but no here's the thing okay (laughs) because when they come home from halloween and there's kit kats everywhere they can't eat all the kit kats you have to eat them i'm not throwing them away i don't i'm not gonna waste food i'm not a savage i'm gonna eat those kit kats which is the problem which is why again i'm glad i I don't i already eat too much as much as it is a solution oh it's a solution to everything yeah Audience. See, we call it the Snickers tax in this household. The Snickers tax? <laughs> yeah. See, I think Snickers are See, he doesn't, he, doesn't, he doesn't contribute the whole year, except for that one day. <laughs> <laughs> when he brings, when he goes, you gotta earn tonight. Yeah. You know, it's funny, we, we let the my daughters go out with their friends, and like w- like one of the friend's parents, like I didn't go with them for the first time ever. And it was Did, were you sad? Yeah, I was Why bummed out. Why did you out. go? Because they wanted to go with their little friends. Right, okay, and, I like, get it. And you know, like they don't want their fucking dad hang on their dad was like y'all want to hear the history of captain america gather around children i'll spin your yarn um it, it was it just it kind of was like oh man they're their own little people and i feel i'm really sad i'm gonna drown my tears in a fajita and i did you should 
That would make me sad. I, I, these little girls I was babysitting for on Halloween, actually, I just felt like so happy. I was just like, this is so fun. They're so excited and we get to dress up and like, I didn't like stay with, like their parents took them actually trick or treating and everything, but I got to take her to a party, like a little Halloween party. And and then I, you know, we were just hanging out and we were just talking about Halloween and it was so exciting. Yeah. Oh, my mom didn't believe in Halloween. So I didn't get to do it. But it makes me like, oh, I love just seeing how excited kids get. I, I'm gonna let my kids go trick or treating. I wasn't allowed. Um, I if you if you oh, it's awful, absolutely awful. You have to go trick or treating. It's the best. You just go to a stranger's house and like, give me free stuff, and they're like, all right, with a smile on their face. Yeah, dude. And my brother, he went nuts, and he was giving out full size candy bars. I may have stole some skittles. <laughs> Damn, that's really cool. I was on an airplane this year. Yeah, that's right. You were... But you know what surprised me is that there are people who fly on Halloween... In costumes? In costumes. Oh, my. What? What? How do you Not get through kids? the TSA? Not kids. How do you get through the TSA dressed like the Grim Reaper? <laughs> I'd be like, oh. Well, they're not like like big, elaborate, you know, whatever. But I, like, I saw countless people with their faces painted mm-hmm. or wearing stupid hats. Um, how many... How many Day of the Dead face paints, did you see? I'm sorry, that's kick-ass. If you... you... If it's done right. I've seen ones, I'm like, did you did you just rub Crayola on your face for like mm-hmm. a couple oh, hours? I guess I, I, I don't know. I have too many friends who are like very into it. Like too many like Facebook friends and stuff who are like full-blown, do the whole kitten caboodle and like... Yeah, see, I don't think you can really do that if you're trying if you're trying to fly because they have to be able to like look at your eyes. <laughs> and and... Yeah. You know. I don't know. I, I haven't dressed up for Halloween in a long time. And I think, actually, I, the last time I dressed up, I was dressed up as Jackie Moon from, uh, um, tro- uh, no, what's it fucking called? The Will Ferrell basketball movie. What was it called? Um, oh, hot. Oh, God. That was such a forgettable. <laughs> no one remembered that. No, no one remembers really. the title, but actually, I love that movie. Oh, really? really? What's it called? I don't know. Somebody I, I can't me. remember. If Woody Harrelson's in it. I can't remember. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. We know exactly what you're talking about. I can't think Somebody of Somebody help me. Sorry. That's the name of it? <laughs> I don't... I thought, for some reason, I have the word hot in my head as well. Um, it is 649. I, I'm not going. <laughs> okay. Let's Are just... Sure? Let's, yeah. Can we take a break? Yes, let's, let's take a break. Let's take a break now. We'll be back in we'll non-political stuff, I promise. We'll be back with nerd stuff. spine-tingling, nerve-shattering podcast featuring all your favorite monsters. You won't believe your ears when you listen to Monster Kid Radio. Here are your hosts, Derek M. Cook, and his ever-rotating stable of guests discuss your favorite classic and sometimes not-so-classic monster movies. Subscribe to Monster Kid Radio through iTunes or Stitcher or visit MonsterKidRadio.net before the next weekly episode of Monster Kid Radio. Go through the archives for interviews with Sarah Karloff, Victoria Price, and Joel Hodgson. Listen to discussions about movies like Creature from the Black Lagoon, Island of Terror, and King Kong. And don't forget convention coverage from Monster Bash and the HP Lovecraft Film Festival. Classic Monsters, 
Modern Talk and the head of Rondo Hatton, only on Monster Kid Radio. Good old Georgia Moffat. <laughs> I'm like, I remember looking, there's a part of looking at each other, I'm like, y'all are going to do it soon. That's so gross. <laughs> it was so, watching that episode was by far the weirdest moment I've ever had because it was just so obvious. It was creeping through everything that they did. Um, the, their attraction is instant. Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Hey. So, okay, before Whiplash. before we go any further, yeah, okay, we made you and I made a deal that before we did the next big podcast, mm-hmm. okay, that I will have watched Whiplash, mm-hmm. and I sent you photographic evidence. You did. I texted you and I said, "Hey, I'm watching Whiplash." <laughs> okay, yeah. now you did. You have to hold up your end of the bargain. You what have to watch the bargain because I didn't. I, I didn't believe you. So I didn't even listen you to what bubble. my end of the bargain was. Your end of the bargain is you have to watch Gilmore Girls. At least the first three episodes and give, it, and give it a legit chance. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Now, having said that, and gentlemen's honor system here, you're going to watch Gilmore Girls. I will, yeah. I think everyone should just for, watch Gilmore Girls together. For right now. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to sit here all smug while you talk about Whiplash. Okay. I'll, okay. Let me admit this. Chris was absolutely right. Whiplash is an incredible movie from beginning to end. It is absolutely captivating. J.K. Simmons, he's terrifying mm-hmm. in that movie. From the second he comes on screen, <laughs> he just oozes menace. I'm just like, oh my god, he's crazy scary. Miles Teller was fantastic. He's he's great in that movie. I'm so mm-hmm. impressed with his performance. I still don't like him. Sure, he's still a douche. <laughs> but he was great in that movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, I will admit I should have watched it long ago, but I loved it. I thought Whiplash was incredible. Um, I would watch it again in a heartbeat. Um, I I, I like the fact that the whole time uh, Miles Teller's character wasn't just cowering to J.K. Simmons like mm-hmm. you would expect him to in that kind of story. And I think it would have been a, a less of a movie if he had mm-hmm. um, when he's cursing at him and. Um, you know, uh, when he finally just breaks down and attacks him and tackles him at that mm-hmm. concert. Yeah. I was just like, I was like, kick his ass. I was like, hit him harder. <laughs> and he's like, well, get the fuck off. I'm like, what are you going to do? You're like, he's 20 years younger. He'll beat your ass. <laughs> but the, the intensity watching Miles Teller play the drums until his hands are bleeding. Mm-hmm. There's like, his hands are just like dripping blood. And like, and that's that scene, that slow motion shot where he mm-hmm. shoves his hand into the pitcher of water and the water turns instantly red. Brutal. Absolutely yeah. brutal. In the car accident, I was just like, when he got hit, when he got hit, I was like, oh, he's gonna be late. <laughs> like I didn't even think, oh my god, is he okay? I'm like, oh no, <laughs> he's gonna yell at you harder. Yeah. Um, yeah, I it was incredible, and I I really love the way it ended, where he just yeah. he he plays mm-hmm. his ass off. He plays that drum solo, and he leads the whole band through Whiplash, and like I I told you over text that scene where he's he's playing. And J.K. Simmons comes up to him and he's like, I'll gouge your fucking eyes out, right? And then he comes back a few, you know, uh, 30, 40 seconds later and he's like, what, he's like, Neiman, what are you doing, man? Like, he's he's afraid of him. In that moment, you saw the roles reverse. Where it's just like, he doesn't care that you're the, the conductor and he's not afraid of you anymore. He beat you. He's literally, as we're sitting here, he's beating you at everything. Mm-hmm. And um, just how he, he finishes, he hits that last note and then credits... I was like, we don't need to see anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to see him two years later where he's doing fine and 
Fletcher's in this like you know much worse place like nope that's he won yeah. and I thought it was a great movie yeah absolutely fantastic yeah and even just the just like the one shot with his dad mm-hmm. no. finally well, seeing what he's capable know, of what yeah. his son what his son can do yeah. yeah um I was really happy to see Paul Reiser in something yeah right I love Paul Reiser yeah he, uh I, you I'm not gonna try to be ageist here but you were too young to watch his his show Mad About You. Yeah, with Helen Hunt, yeah. <clears throat> I used to love Mad About You. Yeah, it was a great show. Talk about a show for white people. Mm-hmm. Matt and Wings. Oh my god, yeah. that's, um, that's, that's serious white people TV right absolutely there. Absolutely white people. Um, it made me want to. I think it's one of those movies that, as a filmmaker, as a writer, it makes you want to try ten times harder mm-hmm. because it's a very simple story, mm-hmm. and really, it's. It, I don't think there's a there's maybe a handful of shots. Or scenes, maybe like one or two scenes total that Miles Teller isn't in. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think he might be in every single scene. Yeah, I think so. I think he is. I'm pretty yeah. sure he is. Which is really incredible. And it, it was longer than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was almost two hours. But it did not feel like two hours. Like when I saw it, I was like, an hour and 50 minutes? Really? They stretch this out? Yeah, and it's a quick hour and 50 minutes. Because you're just, like I talked about earlier... It just starts and it does not stop. Mm-hmm. Like it just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes until the credits roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're you're just you're tired at the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. I was basically exhausted. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch Veronica Mars. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't handle this anymore. Yeah. But um yeah, you are one hundred percent right. And I believe you had recommended I watch it as yeah, well. Just absolutely. not being lazy and just watch it. I loved it. Um I will absolutely watch it again. And yes. But now, I will you, watch. You must the first three episodes. Move to Star Hollow, at least of Gilmore Girls. You won't regret it. Mm. You won't regret it. I know for a fact I will. I'm no. telling you right now because going at the end of the third episode, you're gonna be like, All right, I'll watch one more, whatever. And then ten episodes in, you're like, Do I have popcorn? See, the thing is, is that you have to you have to realize that I worked at the CW while Gilmore Girls was on. <laughs> but you weren't giving it your full seen, attention. I've seen Gilmore Girls. You weren't no, giving it your full attention. That's not, that's the, same not the same thing. thing. And you know it. Working and you, you're having to pay attention to other things and answer questions, maybe answer an email, take a break and go you and know, you're do not whatever. Listening to the whole thing either. Sometimes. You no, you have to. You need to sit down. When I wasn't was because like, part of part of the job. Here's, here's something interesting. People may not know. <laughs> Working in mass control at a TV station. This is wait, hang on. This is where he makes the excuses to why he's going to watch the bridge and not like it. Right, but, okay. but he he no, 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 might no, no, enjoy no, no. it. What and I'm you saying will is, never is, tell that, us. is that it involves. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, he definitely won't tell us. I will watch it, and I will no, tell I'm you saying, my honest opinion. No, you won't. Yes, I will. I don't believe. I will. I don't trust you. <laughs> I will absolutely. It's I will give you my honest opinion. <laughs> but. Here's the thing. When you're watching, when you're watching TV, especially network TV, okay. now these days, has been for a while, they have the, the little logo in the corner. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? That's called the bug. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, the bug is a very, like, probably the most important thing that happens in Master Control. Because sometimes, like, it's, it's put in automatically of when the bug's supposed to come up and when it's supposed to leave. Right? That's all done at the Master Control station. It's not... Embedded in the video, any of that stuff, they have to do it locally, because a lot of times it's a local, like uh, like the the my my TV my network TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have my fifty TV here, mm-hmm. so we have that specific logo. My 50 so TV. you make sure or like New Mexico CW. 
So it, it goes in and out. There's, we set it in there for automatically to go in and out, but it doesn't always work. And there's actually a manual in and out. You have to press a button to bring it up, press a button to take it down. Because if it screws up and the bug runs through a commercial, mm-hmm. the people who pay for that commercial no longer have to pay for that specific spot. Oh. But I've seen that happen before many a time. It happens all the time. Con- I mean, like, constantly. Yeah. I feel like sometimes I'll watch, I don't know, I'm watching the news or whatever, TV show, and it's like, I swear the entire thing from every single commercial has the logo. Mm-hmm. But they're not supposed to. It's not supposed to. And if that, if that happens, it gets logged. It's like, it's, it's, it's actually like, a, 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 I forget what they called it exactly. It was like a... Um, but there's like a specific log that you put in there. It's like when things screw up on air, mm-hmm. and that's one of the biggest ones, because they they do have to be honest and go to the advertiser and be like, "Look, our bug ran through your commercial." Even if it runs through <clears throat> two seconds of the commercial, they no longer have to pay for that spot. That's so funny, huh? So, and what does this still- have to do with Gilmore Girls? What it has to do with is that <laughs> there are there are a couple different jobs in Magic Patrol. Mm-hmm. Right, and you're assigned to the different ones at different times. One of them is literally to sit there and watch the station, watch what's airing, mm-hmm. For to what? make sure that the bug goes out and in at the right time. So you're saying that you've watched whole episodes of Gilmore Girls, and no. specific just specifically to bring the bug in and out. Yeah. Okay. That's not the same thing as putting it on. With I've done the same. Back. I did the same with Gossip Girl. But no one's arguing that Gossip Girl is a good show. No, it's not. I'm just saying, like, I've seen most of the first season of Gossip Girl. Okay. Because of that. That was my job. Okay. But what does that have to do with the other Gigi? Because while I was there, I would have to watch that show as well. It's not the same thing. I had to watch One Tree Hill. I had to watch. Oh, I liked One Tree Hill. It's just, you know, that's, that's all I'm saying. I will. I, I never saw the first season. I didn't see it from the beginning. Okay. I saw those episodes out of context. I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, there you go. To be honest with you, that's very true. So I will watch the first three episodes and I will give you my honest opinion. Okay. Now, I'm trusting you to give me your honest opinion about the show, and to yeah. not be like, I tried. I didn't like it. It's the same thing as before. Hey, blah blah blah. No, turn it on. Sit down and actually pay attention to it. I will. Okay? Don't be distracted by other... Don't have your phone out. Don't have your phone out. Yeah, you don't need to text or play games or scroll, scroll, scroll. No. Sit there and actually give them your undivided attention because they're giving you so much more in return. (laughs) Okay. Okay? They're they're literally going to... I'm sorry. They're literally going to change your life. Okay. Okay? The tear starts flowing. Because when you see Luke and Laura live for the first time, and you're like, they need to be together. Okay. They, don't. Don't. Even, you, okay, no, see, I'm just going to say, uh, he, here's the hardest part of watching Gilmore Girls. Mm-hmm. I regret watching the last episode. I honestly do. I regretted it because I was like, this is not even, this isn't even like a sticker on top. This is not even, the, here's this open box and no one even taped it up. It was just like. Oh shit! I guess we're not gonna have it anymore. So let's just ignore it. Mm-hmm. I've probably read eighteen reasons why they didn't end up having that next season, 
But, like, they didn't really know if they were going to have it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just... I don't think people can truly understand until you've watched the whole thing how important it is that they're going to have these next four episodes. Mm-hmm. These little mini movies. 90 minutes each. Mm-hmm. I can just tell you from a person who worked in That's the CW. Nine, is that CW nine, employees... Like, we practically threw a party once we heard that Gilmore Girls was being canceled. Because we... no one, no one at that station wanted to watch that show. Why? Be- you know what? It's because it was all people like you and me. It was all nerds and geezers like, well, it'd be cooler if someone were running around with a chainsaw killing people. No. You know what? Why can't y'all just appreciate it for what it is? We'll I, see. I, 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 I thoroughly see. enjoyed watching Friends reruns. I don't of often course. throw the word majestic around. <laughs> do, you honest, do you honestly think that this show can penetrate my cold, bitter heart? Yes. I think it can. But you have to you, let it. You have to let it in. You have to let... Don't, don't be a jackass and just sit there like, oh, <gasps> this, is, this is terrible. I don't do that for anything. I give everybody a chance. But I... Preach. <laughs> but I'm saying that you're so anti that you're like so believe you're going to hate you're it. You're already going in. He let, let Whiplash in. He let I Whiplash did. in. I let Whiplash in. I let you Miles tell her it. <laughs> if I let Miles tell her it, oh my God, the Palestinians and the Israelis can figure it out. <laughs> See, here's the thing though, is that I, from the jump, said I would do it. From the jump. We believe you, but you haven't you done have it. You have to do it. You have to do, do it now. I held up my end of the market. What do I, I need to do? Can, what do I have to do? You're kind of already doing it. Have you been watching Doctor Who? I have been watching Doctor Who. Okay. Yeah, how's your but I've been, experience been? My, but I've been moving. I can't. I, I understand. It's hard when you're moving. Um, I, we will figure out. But the thing is, is that the last time we spoke on the podcast, you were still in the David Tennant era. Oh, yeah. I'm at Matt Smith. I keep wanting to say something. Uh, Did you, you watch him regenerate? That is his name, Matt Smith, right? Yeah. Okay, just double checking. Who watched Who Regenerate? You watched David Tennant Regenerate. That was hard. Honestly, when he... That's it! No, 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 no. That Hold on. Hard. No, no, no. When he... Monster? Stop. When he started screaming, it's not my time yet. I'm not finished. I'm not done here. I started crying. Not even just crying, just like... In a fog. Yeah. Because it was so... Just not even heartbreaking, but like you didn't even know what to do at that point. He, but he had lost all spark at those last four episodes. Like he wasn't funny anymore. He was just kind of sad. Like there was just no more of that left. And that's, you don't want him to leave. You just want him to find someone else. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're just, you're heartbroken because it's like, here was this person that was, you're like best friends with for all this time. He has no one. Mm-hmm. He's all alone. And he turns angry and bitter. And when Donna's grandfather is being the love of my life and I want to marry him 100%. And that's the part, that, that's the part where I, 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 I'm fine until that moment. Yeah. When, he, when he's crying and he, he blows him a kiss because he knows he's, he's dying. Right. Like, yeah, I when just, he's talking and his voice actually cracks, that's always the part that hits me. And like when his lip is quivering, and yeah. like it's like he knows that that's the last time he'll ever see ten. Like he'll never ever see him again. I I instant tears. But then, but you know what else gets me though is when the ood shows up, oh. and that's all the universe will send you to sleep now. And I'm like, no, come on, he can figure this out. Just give us more time. But what's so? There, you said there was a heartbreak between Tennant and Smith. 
you were not joking. It turns into a different show. Yeah. Honestly, the, the it's not the same show to me. Yeah. There's no more. There's no more. Um, oh my god, the oud is practically gone. Um, um, like most of the characters, what is his name? The Rory? face of the fa- oh, Jack the, Harkness. Yeah, yeah, he's gone mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. I that honestly, I thought they would do some at least a little bit of carryover. What are oh my gosh, guys, please don't get mad at me. I literally forgot the name of like the, the demons of the show, like the the dogs. Yeah, sorry. The dogs aren't even really in. They will be. They they've been in, but like in tenant seasons, they're in twice every four times. Every they season. were his. They were his yeah. main adversary. Yeah, they wanted. But they wanted to get away. Have from a that. main adversary, really. They wanted to get away from that. From the Daleks and and the, the more traditional Doctor Who monsters, they wanted yeah. to give him. And and they do spend a lot of time, I think, off world. He and Amy. Yeah. Amelia. Pond. He does. He does have an adversary. Yeah. I would, I would I, even though it didn't start with him, I would say that the Weeping Angels, the Weeping Angels are probably are oh, his, connected you're right. to him the most. You're right. Well, and she, um, River <laughs> Song, that's an interesting thing that, that was started in Tenet season and then travels over. I mean, like, she's... There's so much River Song with Matt Smith. Oh, it's like mainly River Song. That's, yeah. And, and you, could, you could say that she's actually his main companion. The it, argument could be made. I think, he, made, I yeah. think she is, yeah. She is the companion. Uh, but I'm going to be pissed because I know that the next Doctor after that, she's going to just disappear. Well, she's actually coming back uh, for the Christmas episode. Yep. This year? This year. You but might, she, if, if you hustle, you could catch up. I know. I need to. It's just been, uh, yeah, moving is annoying. You just don't um, turn up. Um, and then... And then, but I'm also not letting you off the hook. You and me are watching the 50th together. Oh, right. The 50th. That is a good time, dude. My, my yeah, fiftieth is a good time. I love that episode. Yeah. What is it called? How long is it? It's got to be longer than it's an, an hour. hour. Okay, it's like a movie. I remember that day because because everyone's this, in it, right? Uh, like, well, just... you've got David Tennant, Matt Smith, and then I can't tell you any more than that because there's stuff. Um, that day was it was a Saturday. It was a global simulcast from the UK. Yeah, they, it, yeah. they played at the same time all across, so no one saw it before anyone else. And I remember because I had to, I had to go with my fiance. To, she was putting in a few hours at work, and she was in school at the time. And she was like, "Well, you come with me." I'm like, "Yeah, but we have a hard out at like 1.30. <laughs> because like I, I'm going home to walk. Because it was like it started at like two fifty. It's a random time. Didn't they announce Peter Capaldi like right before? He yeah, he was announced like I wait. Think so Matt, co- sorry, a couple days before that he was taking over for Matt Smith. So it was in Matt Smith's. How new is? This We're on is, the second this, season. This is Capaldi's second year as the Doctor. This is only the second season. Yeah. With him, yes. That's so good. I'm us. also confused as to Amelia Pond. I. She just. The last episode I saw with her, he's about to. Um, okay. She He's saying goodbye to her in this new London flat, and they have a, he has a really cool car. And, um, I can't think of his name. Oh my Rory? God. Rory has a really cool card. That's like the last thing I saw of that. So this is after, have you seen The Lodger? Yeah, 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 yeah. This next episode is going to be with The Lodger again. Yes, so okay. he's, so he's so about to meet Storm again. Again. <clears throat> Dark Lord of Wall. Oh. 
Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's so we're, we're about, I'm, like, I started the episode, I just couldn't, didn't have time to finish. But when he, like, said goodbye to her, I think it's sad. It feels like that's not the hard end. You know, it's not. Obviously not. Because he keeps leaving her over and over. But that's the thing, like, there's a, and this isn't a spoiler, I can tell you this much, there's a point where he comes back, and she's like, and she's like, oh, we haven't seen you in a few months, like, where have you been? He's, to her, it's been a few months. To him, it's been about 300 years since he's seen her. Like, he he goes off on a lot of adventures by himself. So the thing is, is that's that's actually really interesting, is that, um, uh, Ten... His he's the only doctor that it's ever pretty much covered his entire like run as the doctor. Yeah, because um, he even says like, uh, and I forget the exact numbers, but nine said that he was like nine hundred and one mm-hmm. at one point. By the time we're done with tenant, he's like nine hundred. Yeah, he says like yeah, I'm like nine hundred four, nine hundred five, something like that, and so. So, uh, so ten, Dr. Ten was only around for... He was only ten for... Literally like four, four years. years. Literally four years. But what the thing that's um, about the Matt Smith Doctor is that by the end of his run, he's just about 2,000. Yes. Because he spends a long time on the planet Trenzalore. Which I'm well, he find spends. Out. He spent. Yeah, you'll find out about this stuff. He spends 900 years there, mm-hmm. but then through his like in between seeing Amy and Rory and all the other stuff, he's off doing other things. So there's literally hundreds of years that you don't see. So like in theory, if they wanted to bring back Matt Smith for the lost years of when he was Doctor Who, mm-hmm. or even like one or two specials, you could because there's there's literally a chunk where he's like he's gone again like for maybe like a month or two. But for him, it's been about 300 years. Yeah. So he's off doing whatever for 300 years, probably with another companion. Mm-hmm. You know, and we got, just don't know. We just, we just never saw that because it's just what the, what the writers decided to do. Whereas with Capaldi, though, it's it's kind of the, the almost the inverse where we're seeing all of his stuff, but Clara's off doing her own thing a lot of the time, too. Mm-hmm. Like when, but we don't see any of that. But I feel like Tennant... I felt like he's he was very much like there was no dead space. There wasn't. Right. He every, was every, every single adventure. thing except for the like but it would be like him and Rose would be like, Man, that was a really fun time at blah 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 blah. Right. Or like, you know, there'd be there'd be times when like say I think it was in between Rose and Martha. In fact the episode where we where we meet Martha, Smith and Jones. Um where He's coming into her environment when they first meet. He was fresh off an adventure. Right. You know what I mean? So we never saw that in between, like, maybe one or two wacky adventures for the Doctor, and then it's boom with Martha. Same thing with Donna. You know what I mean? Like, he ends with... But not even even with Donna, because he ends with Martha, and Donna shows up... Right Like, right after. You know? And, like, one one of my signs is, like... Uh, he was like, here, hold this. And she's like, I don't have any pockets. He's like, why don't you have any pockets? And she's in her wedding dress. She's like, the one thing I forgot to ask for at my fitting was pockets. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Donna's the best. I, I'm hoping that she shows up in the 50th. Um, maybe. She doesn't. Hmm? Never mind. It's fine. Can't tell you. I know. It's so, it's weird to talk to somebody who's never experienced this because 
it's one of those shows where it's like it's really hard to look back mm-hmm. because it hurts like it, it i'm sorry but it really does it makes you sad to look back at old doctor who because we when companions leave and when the doctor regenerates it's fine for them you know because they're actors they, they just move on to the next project for us the fans of the show we have to live with that pain and i'm sorry but it is like losing a family member well, it's so odd. It really is. And I'll, I'll be interested to see where Matt and Peter switch off. But... Oh, did you hear, though, that David Tennant and... Um, what's her face? The chick who plays Donna Noble. Oh. I never remember I can't, her name. I can't remember. Catherine Tate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're coming back for audio adventures. Oh, I did hear that, yeah. They're going to do... They're going to do more... At least ten, I think, um, uh, for this thing called a uh, Big Finish. They're mm-hmm. a British company that put out audio, like basically audio, audio books, audio books, basically for Doctor Who. And so they brought back those two actors, and they're going to do more as Doctor, the Doctor and Donna. And I was oh, like, that's, cool. that's so cool! Like mm-hmm. that's really awesome. Are you guys going to do more shows too? No, you should, because <laughs> we deserve it. Not going to happen. We've been through a lot, David Tennant. But I, I think that's what's so interesting is I'm finding it really difficult because it's like, it truly isn't the same. It's not the same show. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. it's not even a little bit the same show. But it can't be. You're right. But I guess I'd like to see a little bit more carryover mm-hmm. and then no more carryover and then it's done and then you carry over to the next doctor, a little carryover, and then you just, then it becomes its own show. But it was, you said it was going to be a hard reset. You weren't kidding. It was like, I watched the end of David Tennant's, the last episode, and I watched five minutes of Matt Smith, and I was like, what is this show? This isn't Doctor Who. You see a little bit, you get a little bit of that with Capaldi. Capaldi, yeah, you see course, yeah. a little bit he's more. Got, he's got more, he's got, a right at the beginning of the episode, it's a lot of Matt Smith. It's like... Oh, Matt God. Smith and Peter Capaldi, and then over the course, like the next ep- episode, and maybe a couple more after that, it, and then eventually he's his own, he's his own person. I do like the new thing that they're doing with him, just randomly playing the guitar. It's yeah. pretty sick. I want him to bring back the chalkboard. Yeah, I dug the chalkboard. Um, uh, there's a, I can tell you this. There's a scene in the new season that opened where he's um, in medieval times, not the restaurant, but the. You know, the actual time period yeah. and he, he he rides into an axe fight on top of a Sherman tank playing the Doctor Who theme on the guitar it is seriously it is the most gangster thing you'll see ever and he's just it's all it's like yeah it's like alright everybody shut up I'm watching this it's a good time yeah. I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to seeing this I think you honestly Capaldi will be your favorite Doctor why do you say that just because of the things you said about you know you connect more with people of an older of an older age bracket, he, he's very much he's very much a, ma- a more mature doctor. But understand, he's also a very angry doctor. Oh. At first, at first, yes. But I, and I think that's because the that particular regeneration. But he went from very old to slightly you know to much younger, but still an older version of the doctor. But he it's. He's still dealing with that, you know, 900 years on Trenzalore. Yeah. Which is, you know, it messed him up. Mm-hmm. And he, he thought that was it. Oh, yeah. He thought he thought he was done. Yeah. He thought that was his, his actual death. I'm so interested to see what's about to happen. Because on Netflix, 
it shows me like how much you know how much you have left i'm i feel like there must i must have another season to go of matt smith because i'm i'm almost He's, at the end are of the season are you still with, with rory and uh Annie? i am this is the i just watched the last episode with them as of right now until we go back to the no you haven't no, yeah, that's no. You have more with more. Well, more. Do they just do they get rid of them and bring in someone else at some point? Yeah, they bring yeah. in Claire, Clara, yeah, Clara, Clara. Also. Oh, so they don't. Okay, that's where I was so confused. They were. Yeah, There's she, only a few episodes left in this season, though. They're replaced halfway through. Yeah, the, through the next it season. But through, yeah. the way they do it, there was a bit of an overlap. Yes, kind of. Oh, you, interesting. Yes. Okay. But we can't say any more yeah. than that. Because it's very plot intensive, yeah. Yeah, it's, um, that was the one thing about Matt Smith's run. It was very, you had to commit. You had yeah, there to, was like a few episodes that I watched, I had to watch twice to be like, okay, like, what the fuck is going on right exactly, now? Exactly, yeah, like, for, yeah. for, yeah, like when he first meets Souffle Girl. Yeah. I was like, Huh? And then I had to, like, I literally went to my DVR and I was like, start over. <laughs> I have yeah. no idea what I just watched. Especially because they made that announcement before. Yes. They were like, Jenna Coleman's going to be the new companion. She's the new companion. Mm-hmm. And then there, there was those first couple episodes we can't really talk about. Because then you'll... And they even but said, like, you will meet her fuck? in this episode. Yeah. And we were like, oh, okay, cool. And then I was like, they, they just honey-dicked me. Yeah. They honey-dicked me. I, mm-hmm. I fell for his bullshit. And then they did it again. Yep. They did it, I think, like three times. No, they did it twice. twice. Where they said you'd meet the new girl and then you don't. No, you, you meet do. her, but it's it's. But we you can't don't. tell you. We okay. can't tell you. Damn it, Becker, catch up! I'm I'm trying. <laughs> it's good though. It's I, it so sucks. Good. None of my roommates ever want to watch it. Well, then you know what you need to do. I know. You lock a, myself in my room. You have and... your telephone, right? Do you have Netflix on your phone? Yeah, but I'd rather watch it on my computer. Well, do you have a laptop? Yeah. Then take it in your room. I know. I just said that. I know. But I'm trying to be social. Lock the door. The old locker room. Okay. Get under your blankies. Just put it right there. And put headphones in. It's better with headphones. Oh, I always leave it out. And then I end up... But the bad part... And I... You, someone said that Nat Smith's run has this, like... Like, it, it was good, but could have been better. Was that... Was that, like, the... Was those... Was he the doctor that someone... You were saying that there was like this complaint that like they were good episodes, but they could they just fell flat just a little bit. Who said that? No, because Matt Smith is his favorite doctor. I know, but I thought you said that like that was the critic sort of thing. That was like what pissed people off. Like it could have been slightly better. Like they. Um, I will say you know what I I've seen this picture on on the internet where people have compared Eccleston, Tennant, and Matt Smith to. Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises. Where it was like, Eccleston, his run as the Doctor, and then Batman Begins, how it, it reestablished the franchise, rewarded right. people who were familiar with the lore, but didn't alienate people who weren't. Tenant and The Dark Knight are often considered the best of the of the run. You know, that it's just, it, it's as close to perfect as we were going to get. And we were very lucky to have that. And then this one is unfairly compared to the one that came before. Like, The Dark Knight Rises and The Dark Knight and then Matt Smith and David Tennant, where, like, we hit such a high note with David Tennant that, like, it was hard for Matt Smith to come in um, and be as good, if not better, than David Tennant. Okay. Well, it wasn't, to me, I never viewed it as he's not as good as David Tennant. I viewed it as this is much different than David Tennant. Yeah, I mean, I can't, you can't sit there and say he's better or worse because they're, 
just not the same thing. No, they're com- they're com- they're the doctor is a completely different person every time. Mm-hmm. But these in particular is like it's a just the whole well, yeah, show. Is it was, and the reason it was so such a hard reset was because they were doing both the doctor and the companion all new, and then that was when um, what's his name left. Uh, as showrunner. Uh, Russell T. Davies. Yeah, Davies left, and then that's when Stephen, uh, Moffat. Stephen Moffat took over. Which, I don't think Moffat's leaving. Why would he? Just because uh, the the main complaint that I've heard from actors and people who work on the show, with the exception of the writers, because the writers can just, you know, pop in, write an episode or whatever, and then pop out and go do whatever else, is that it, it takes nine months out of the year to do the entire series of Doctor Who. And then... It, that's including production, promotion, interviews, all that stuff. Like for so, for nine months they're locked in. You have a three month window to do anything else, mm-hmm. and that includes see your family and do all that stuff. <laughs> you know, because Rob Peter Capaldi, if I remember reading correctly, he moved his family to Wales where they shoot the show. Um, well, that's smart. Yeah, I'll say. We're like same thing with Andrew Lincoln from The Walking Dead. He moved his family to the U.S. Like yeah. the first season, he which was only six episodes of The Walking Dead, he shot without them, and he was like, it was brutal. It was so fucking hard. Like, I didn't see my family for, like, the better half of the year. Well, I mean, what, what does it have to do with Moffat leaving or not? It takes up so much time that it leaves you very little time to devote to anything else. And Moffat is running a show, Doctor Who, but he's also running another show which has an even, has a smaller but even more rabid fan base, which yeah. was Sherlock. Yeah. Where they're like, hey, when the fuck is the new season coming out? Right. When are you going to answer these questions? Why are you giving us a special that's set in Victorian times? Like, what are you doing? Right. And it's like, well, guys, because he doesn't have time to answer those questions because he, Doctor Who is the big thing in his life right now. Yeah. Which, in my opinion, he we will get one more year with Stephen Moffat. You think so? I think we'll get one more year, and then they're going to bring in a new person to run the show. I mean, fingers are crossed it's Mark Gaddis. Please, for the love so of God, that'd be Mark Gaddis, because he, he's written a lot of episodes of the show he was in the league of gentlemen which is a very famous british comedy troupe um he gets the show mm-hmm. but more importantly he's a fan of dr right. well which, that's really important which i think is actually very important which is i think why one of the reasons i'm absolutely looking forward to the new star wars is because jj abrams is a star wars fan yeah well that's how it should be it should be have been your goal and like this would have been so cool if i could do this which is that's know. why not just like oh yeah sure i'll yeah, like, let's do it. Let's try it. No, like, you should be like, holy shit, this is going to be the coolest thing that has ever happened to me. Like, this would be out of my league if I could ever do this. Yeah. That would be. That should like, be the people who th- do this. There's, there's all projects that all of us can name right now that we would love to absolutely work on and we would drop everything to go do it. Right. Like, I, no problems. With that. Like, if they asked me, like, hey, would you like to help write Infinity War? Yes, I would. Bye-bye, everybody. Right. You would see a thought, fat thought, smoke outline of my body. <laughs> and then it would be like in a cartoon that punched a hole through the wall. Right. I was like, oh, my car's not I think it was really cool, though, with Doctor Who for uh, Peter Capaldi. Because... Was he a big... Huge. He was in like the Doctor Who, Doctor Who fan club. He wrote... I think he said... like it, He did the same thing David Tennant did, where it was like... When he was a kid, he talked about how he was going to be the Doctor. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't... like it wasn't And they've like, actually... They've, they've shown, like... Um, like letters that he had written to like the the fan club magazine that they published and stuff like that and then he this is a dream come true yeah Yeah. absolutely which is why we're gonna get capaldi for a while yeah i'm i'm predicting at least six to seven years yeah 
So I have a question. My I don't know anything about the episode itself, but there was an episode set in New Mexico in Truth or Consequences, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, honestly, my sister was sending me screenshots, and I wanted to throw up when she started telling me about how bad their representation of New Mexico was, and I've never been so angry in my life. Yeah, Honest. That's pretty bad. I watched that, that too. Admit, I know yeah. it's, I know what you're talking about. I, I watched it. Why did they have why did they have Mexican flags on their uniforms? That's what she was saying too. She why, was like, what why, the hell was that? Why was there only six buildings? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and everything was like basically like you're like one day away from there being a stagecoach in here. Like and I'm sorry. Like guys. young guns she, happened she like looked, ten days she, before <laughs> they got there. It was, exactly. it was she said they did it in the Canary Islands. Fuck what? It's funny how they're like it's funny how New Mexico in no way looks like England. <laughs> I'm like, I wanted to be like, hey guys, I live in New Mexico. I've been to Truth or Consequences. They have a car dealership there. It's, yeah. it's all right. It's, it's a city. I've, it's, it's I've a, been there lots city. of times. Yeah, they, they I'm have, from southern New Mexico, so I've, I've been there, guys. McDonald's and it's great. Yeah. Like, it literally that, looks that like... That was a little... It, yeah. lo- no, it looks like you guys had syphilis about five minutes ago. <laughs> I'm so mad. She was like, it looked, she was just telling me, like, it looked like they had just, like, there were 30 people who live in the state of New Mexico. Yeah. That's what it looked like. No, it looked like the Old West. It Mm -hmm. really did. That is so embarrassing. That is so. Yeah. And then, yeah, and that that was the the big thing I had the problem with was the, so the cop in the uniform. And she's got, like, the New Mexico State patches and stuff like this but for some reason like a giant a giant mexican flag (laughs) well what's like right here it's like during the matt smith's season they made a big to do about the fact they were coming to the u.s to do shooting right and they did Mm -hmm. and like it's oh they were clearly in the i think they shot in las vegas yeah oh it was so obvious it was like oh you know they're in there and they're they're in or near the american southwest when they were showing that like it was truth or consequences and immediately hear like Old Western like, <laughs> tiny music. I'm like, oh, you know, God. zero people well, had ever been there before. Yeah, just at least have someone go out and do some research. I'm like, look, I know y'all have the internet. You could have looked up pictures. Like, oh, no, it's a city. Like they have electricity and everything. Is there's not like banditos running around like six shooters. Like this is great. And there's more than five people that live here. I'm like, guys, this isn't like perfection yeah, but see, in that's, tremors. But that's <laughs> like, the thing, though, you know, <laughs> like w- when I've been in Europe, like every every time people find out I'm from New Mexico, I'm from America, they they always ask me the same two questions, and that that is, have you ever do you own a gun, or have you shot one, mm-hmm. or and have you ridden a horse? And you're like, yes, and yes, yeah. But and and then and then with the second one, I'm like, I took the train in here. Like, like in London. I'm like, I took the train to London. I saw horses. Like, you guys brought them to the to to our country. If you want to ride a horse, you can go ride a horse right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand because it's so funny because when I was there, it would be like, because it was me and my best friend and we, would, we went together. And she's from California. And it was immediately like, oh, so where are you from in the United States? Oh, I'm from New Mexico. Where are you from? California. Literally, it was like... Oh, you're from California? That's awesome. Like she's Are a, you a movie star? She's like, the civilized one. When I was a kid in high school, I went to this um, anti-tobacco thing for a... Uh, it was like a precursor to that those truth campaign. Oh, yeah. We, I went to that, and um, this one girl was like, so where, where, what state are you guys from? Because there was two kids from every state, and we were like, from New Mexico. She's like, oh, can I see your passport? 
New Mexico is a state. I don't need a passport to leave it or to enter it. We've had electricity for well, several years. <laughs> soon, soon we will. But... Well, yes, yes I'll that. Because it goes into my conspiracy theory stuff, and I don't have time for that today. <laughs> I don't have another two hours it's, to, to it's yell. It's already late, guys. Um, one other thing I wanted to bring up to you. I saw the pilot to the Evil Dead series. Yeah? Okay. Um, I, you've probably seen... There there have been two episodes total, right? Yeah. So you're all caught up? I'm all caught up, yeah. Um, the pilot was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it was absolutely 100% hysterical. Mm-hmm. I loved every second of it. Bruce Campbell's a fucking man. Yeah. Um, I love that you didn't need to have seen the movies. Mm-hmm. It helped. Yeah. But it was, you know, they, they brought you in mm-hmm. with enough. And well, and they, yeah, yeah, they put, they, they even used... They explain everything. They yeah, use footage. They some of the footage. The thing I loved was that they used a lot of the music. Yes. The first. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that they didn't change the aesthetics. Where it was like, hey, we're going to, you know, the, the shots of like filming the the demon presence going like over stuff and through stuff. Like they did it the same way. It was like probably some dude on a bike with, you know, the camera attached to it. Yeah. Real, real low. <laughs> but like they kept it all the same. I love that Sam Raimi directed the pilot. Mm. I thought it was great. Like, it yeah. bums me out that I don't have stars. That I can't watch it. It's I so mean, good. I can watch it, but... It's yeah. so good. In the second episode's just it's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, it was great. Yeah. It actually brought back a feeling the first time I saw Army of Darkness. Yeah. That's your new assignment. Army of Darkness? No. The Evil Dead Evil Dead. The Evil Dead Trilogy. Oh, okay. Understand, though. I, I watched... I actually listened to an interview with them on NPR a few days ago. Okay. Understand that... From the time you start Evil Dead to the time you finish Armored Darkness, you're gonna watch three very different movies. Yeah. Okay. Evil Dead is a is a fucking horror movie. Like you're gonna watch it kind of like this. That's how I watched it for the first time when I was like 14. I was like, oh, there's some. But I thought that's yeah. the one that, But it's not. I thought it was so over the top. It was jokey almost. That's not, the second one. The second one is so. The, the, second. the second one is the perfect blend of horror and comedy because you're laughing but you're actually scared. Is the second one is my per- actually my my second favorite horror movie of all time. Okay, then I'm gonna have all the roommates gathered around because there's six of us, and we're just gonna have like a giant like so I can like everyone else can watch it and I just be like understand yeah, that there are people who are gonna be watching this who are so jaded they're gonna be like oh this is fucking stupid look how fucking fake that is no no yeah, no none was, of my this friends was, this none was low of budget my friends. 1979 this, this yeah that's but that's what's so cool about I know yeah. none of that and no. then by the time Army of Darkness rolls around. Man, strap like, in for a good time. I've I've only heard the best things about Army of Darkness, and um, I, a gentleman I dated a while back was obsessed with it. I have no idea how I never got around to see. Well, that's that's his failure more than it yeah, is. I know it really is. I think it was his failure. Bad on you, sir. Yeah, seriously. Um, personally, because like honestly, like I I love horror movies. I was such a chicken shit when I was a kid. Like, I wouldn't even walk through the horror section at Blockbuster. Because the I cover scared me. Either. Like, the cover for the 976 Evil. That mm-hmm. dude's like like that. I was like, he's literally reaching out for me. I'm not going through there. I will walk around the documentary section. No, thank you. But <laughs> by the time I was in high school, I got to that point where I was like, I love horror movies. Like, I can't, I, I can't get enough horror movies. You know, and you catch up and you watch all the classics. And then a friend was like, hey, you have to watch Evil Dead. He's like, have you ever seen it? I'm like, no. He's like, watch it. During the daytime. I'm like, okay. So I put it on, and then I was watching it, I was like, uh, what's that tree doing? <laughs> Ooh, baby. I'm like, oh, Wait, wasn't no. there a new one that they made, like, in the last... Day? There was a remake of the Evil Dead, but it's But not... it's awful. Don't watch it. No, actually, it's not awful. It, it's... I see what they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. They were trying to tell 
a different version of that story. It's still loosely connected to the original trilogy, but they were trying to tell a different version of that same story, like a different series of events. Oh, you know, okay. That might have taken but place after. But don't watch after, it. No, watch it. Do watch the original trilogy and then watch that one and you'll you'll understand. Okay. Well, the Nash shows up at the after credit scene. Spoilers. It's not a spoiler. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So then I remember watching that, and like when you when you get through Evil Dead, you're like, oh, I accomplished something today. Like I don't even leave the house. Like fuck that. Like I'm not going to leave the house. There's nothing but demons out there. <laughs> you have to understand, Evil, I don't evil Dead like at the time actually. Demons though. It's it's possession. There's some shit there that's fucking creepy to this day. That's yeah. creepy. Yeah. But like Evil Dead 2, by the time you roll into Evil Dead 2, and like halfway through, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? And it's bananas. Yeah. And then Armor of Darkness rolls around, you're like, yeah, kick his ass. Because for some reason, and I can tell you this, Ash learns martial arts and how to synthesize <laughs> shotgun ammo in the past. Yeah, and, he, and build advanced robotics. Yes, and Vance Robotics and how to... Yeah. Like, he's doing all kinds of crazy machining in medieval times. I can tell you that much. And he was like, how? Yeah. How did you do that? What's yeah, it's just kind of funny with could. the show is that um, they don't have any of, like, the license rights to any of the Army of Darkness stuff for the show. Because it's by Uni- cause Universal owns it, right? Right. So they didn't even... They were like, fuck it, don't bother with it. That's why he's not at S-Mart. Yeah. That's why he doesn't have the robot hand? Yeah, because yeah, that's why he doesn't have the robot hand, yeah. Okay. Well, it's not really a robot hand. It's more of um, that's a robot hand. Okay. He so, can control it with his mind, and he built it in medieval times. Is that how you? Uh, I what? <laughs> and like, I think it's held on by leather straps. I'm like, where's the interface? What's the mechanism that's making you? What? <laughs> Even as a kid watching this, I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, do more, man. I want to see more. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so watch those. Okay. That's your new assignment. Is those three? So cool. Gilmore Girls. Got it. Okay, the Evil Dead trilogy. Trilogy. Sure. And I'm all caught up because I watched Whiplash. Okay. Flash. Cool. Whiplash. Cool. Are we done? I also feel like I need to. Okay. Yes. Oh. Goodbye. No. No. If you have one more thing to bring up. No, I say I literally was just going to say I should probably finish up Doctor Who super soon. If you, if, I'm telling you right now, and I think Chris, you'd agree with me. If she busts ass. She can catch up. When's the Christmas episode? Uh, Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. Christmas oh, Day. Oh, it's on Christmas Day? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So here's what you can do. But how do you watch it? On TV? Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Hold on. I think we should just wrap up now. And then you can tell me how to do that. Because I have a, a series of questions for you. Okay. Okay. Well, that, okay. So that's it for this podcast. <laughs> We're going to continue to make Becca more learned about the, the way of the who. The doctor. Mm-hmm. We'll see you next time. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye, y'all.